0: Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast.
1: That's right. Episode 14. Man, we're knocking them out, dude.
2: We are. This is actually a back-to-back one, but... Uh, well, it won't be
1: for the listeners. It won't
2: be for you guys. Yeah. You'll hear it uh, next Thursday. No, next next Friday. Friday. So, episode 14 is going back in time a little bit. Episode 2, we talked about um, media, digital media. Uh, Compared it to traditional media. Yep. Why is radio still relevant when I can pick a target on Facebook? Yep. Why is print newspaper still relevant? It's what my dad and grandfather used to read every morning. Do we?
1: As soon as we finished that podcast, we looked at each other and said, all right, now we need to get somebody in here that
2: knows mm -hmm. that side of it and have them on. Yeah. So here we are. So today we have, with the Seneca Journal... And others. Uh, Mr. Hal Welch. Welcome to the podcast, Hal. Thank you for having me. So, Hal's been in the print media world for how many years? 22. Okay, so. All with the Journal?
0: No, I've been with the Journal uh, here with Evans Group for 12 years. Moved up here in 2010 right after the recession. I started in Daytona Beach. Okay. The Daytona Beach News Journal. Uh, Well, actually, 20 2001
1: so it's 21 and a half right yeah i was telling on one of the podcasts we had one of my first side hustles was a paper boy
0: yeah and doing a like, paper out in cali
1: yeah and i didn't realize that it's your own business like i would buy the papers from Very the paper much. come like they charge me for the papers and then i charge my customers it wasn't like they were just paying me a regular rate to go deliver these papers like it was it still worked that way
0: no, we don't do it that way anymore. There are probably some papers that do, but uh, you run the risk of yeah. losing carriers and losing. Well, this was the San
1: Jose Mercury News, so it was a big publication. It was a big paper. Yeah. yeah, big paper.
2: So, oh, I mean, is that like the Atlanta Journal?
1: I don't know, man. I know the San Jose Mercury News is like it was. I don't know what it is now, but it was at the time a huge paper. One of, the,
2: one of the larger. I would say. I mean, it's right there in Silicon Valley. It's.
0: I would say it's pretty similar.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. You're not just Seneca Journal, right? It's You're in Montana with... Um, Wyoming. Or Wyoming, with the radio group that Edwards owns. Yep. Can you give us a little a, a bubble of what you're kind of overseeing and dealing with on a basis?
0: Sure. So we're in four states. We're in Georgia, Michigan, Wyoming, and South Carolina. South Carolina's the home office. It's our largest operation here in, in Seneca. In Wyoming, we've had a group of five radio stations... 25 years and uh just this past year in fact january 1st we took over the local newspaper there how big so, how big are those radio stations like a wgog
2: all, or like a like a big 92. like 2.5 point five WESC.
0: they're they're all unrated so it's really hard to answer that. right gotcha uh, but, in, but in terms of wide, it's just kind of one of the things you look at so wgog i think is in the six seven thousand watt range okay and, and these guys out there 20 to 25 thousand watts okay
1: so it's a good bit, bit more reach i
2: guess well, not by population, I wouldn't. Right. Imagine, it's just right? it's just reach by
0: Well, but we get more prairie dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Do they count? So but no, see the, the dynamics are very different in Wyoming <clears throat> versus here. So WGOG may have their towers up on uh, a mountain beaming down into the valley and, and radio's line of sight. So right. you know, for sixty five hundred watts here you can go a long way further. Than you can in Wyoming. Yeah, you
1: just get the valley out there, I guess.
0: Well, you, you get a straight shot and until you hit you know, a 13,000-foot right. uprising. Got gotcha. you. And then your signal's over. So.
2: so Montana. Wyoming. I'm sorry. Wyoming. You stuck on Georgia. Montana. South Carolina. What was it? The- Michigan. Michigan. And yeah. radio station in Michigan?
0: Yeah. So we've got, uh, one, two, we got five in Michigan as well. And then uh, three newspapers in Michigan. The newspaper operation here. In their newspaper over in uh, Fayetteville, Georgia. Whew.
2: That's a lot of that's a lot of media. This, yeah, this is going to be good because this will tie in episode two yeah, pretty yeah. good. And we always said, well, that. you
1: know, the, one of the takeaways I'm already I'm already getting, and I kind of knew this already, but it kind of brings it home, is that most of these publications are not just owned by individuals, right? Like I know over in Greenville, like ninety three seven ninety eight one, a lot of those radio stations are all owned by the same company. I don't know if it's Cox or who owns that, but, you know, they're all housed in the same building, basically. Um, and now, you know, you kind of saying that about papers and, and radio stations. It kind of makes sense that that's probably how – the ones that know how to do it just go in, buy them up, kind of make their own little
2: collection. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, right? yeah. well, we talked about, uh, man, it'd be cool to own a radio station. I wonder yeah. if we can buy WGOG. I know you don't own it. Can we buy WGOG? Does that even – does? Does an uh, outfit like Jared and Kyle to have, have the opportunity to buy from a media group? One of not, your radio uh, not, stations? Not,
0: or, not really comfortable speculating about a competitor, but if you get a hold of <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can work a deal. Give, 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 give me a call. Uh, no, they, they, they do a great job over there. Uh, Brandon and the guys—they do a great job there. They do a great job over the lake. Me and um, Jerry would probably run it in the ground. So yeah, we we destroy it yeah. right around here locally. Well, we
2: there. talked about either how or Brandon Kessler or mm-hmm. both. Yeah, have to come in. Right. So, how's the first opportunity we've had? So, to be able to talk about this, because most of our listeners and Jared and Kyle, both of us, yeah, and we market our own businesses on social media. It's not very often I call Hal and say, Hey, what's a eight by 10 cost these yeah. days? Um, and the only reason when I opened up the outdoor store here on Main Street, uh, Brandon Kessler came to me and says, You ever thought about advertising on radio? And that's how we met. And he's like, This is my rates, gotcha. this is my reach, and it's, you know, Fairly My demo. to do. Yeah. So do you
1: guys know your demographic pretty well with the paper. Yeah,
0: do you guys. I mean, get, we have to.
1: You guys get age and and mm-hmm. sex and.
0: Well, it, you know, it's the it's probably the most unique part about being in newspaper versus the other mediums is right. these people call us or write us or email us or, you know, walk in the front door and they say, I want right this product. Here's a check. Right. And, and so we know your address. We you know we don't ask for your. Your age, but you know we can we can see you drove in in a BMW and you're snow white haired. So the the old demographics are when you study newspapers and and even going back through school, it's really not any different today. That's what's kind of we we can get into the the mistakes that the newspaper industry has made across the country later. But that's really what's kind of mesmerizing is the, the the demographic hasn't changed. The, the more you graduate from about 35 years old to 40 to 45 to 50, and the more uh, socially and culturally and financially aware you become.
1: You do want to do
0: self-education. The more you start to grav- toward, gravitate toward being a newspaper
1: reader.
2: Gotcha. Interesting. I can, I can see that. So <clears throat> with every newspaper subscription per household, do they automatically get the digital the option to sign up and read it digitally or is that a separate
0: subscription? No, they they get that for us. And, and that's one of the huge mistakes again whenever you guys are ready we'll get into it. But That's one of the huge mistakes that some of the larger companies have made was they were charging 150, 200, 250. I think Greenville's charging $600 for a, an annual subscription. But you're giving the entire newspaper away on your website for free.
1: Right. So you're, you're driving away your. What
0: sort yeah. of business model is this? Yeah. Place? You know, what, what are you trying to do? The, the, the payroll in my newsroom alone in Seneca is over 50 grand a month. Yeah. That's a
2: lot. Yeah. Just payroll just or payroll. overhead? No, no, just just payroll. payroll. So. How
0: are you going to give that away for free? Yeah. It's, it's. How long did you think that plane yeah. was going to stay in the air, guys? The, no.
1: only, the only way I could justify that, and this is probably not what they're doing. But if they need, like, if they're looking to exit and they need to show tons of readers, then I can see something like that. They ain't looking to exit. Well, I'm just saying.
2: You know, like he says, it doesn't make sense. Would you offer a paperless subscription? Could somebody do that without getting a paper thrown in the driveway? You can. With the journal?
0: Mm, You can. We, We have, I don't know, it's probably about 600 people that do that. Okay. And so you just, it's like email or... Like an RSS feed or something. Or you can log in. uh, You can log in today and look. You can actually, uh, it's our most viewed page on our web. Believe it or not, our most viewed page on all of our websites across the country is what we call our full view. So it's the actual. Mm -hmm. Where you flip the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You log in. It goes into full screen and you log through and just flip the pages. Yeah. I used to look at magazines like this. That gets read. The same exact article gets read 10 to 1. Over just actually clicking the link on the page.
2: When I click the to to turn the page, I wish that it would take it back to a full view. Because if I'm zoomed in on my and I'm looking at, it at my phone, if on my laptop, I'm sure it's a whole different experience. But on mm-hmm. my mobile device, when I zoom in and look at this corner article, I'm reading it says continued on page A five. I flip the page, and I'm looking at it <laughs> like just it's an back obituary towards, or something. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I got to zoom back out. And when I zoom back out, sometimes it's, I flip another page. I'm like. Nah. And I get it back to where I need, but it's, that's technology. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. So I remember you saying years ago, it's like newspapers not dead yet because a lot of people, and you, you touched on this earlier, you have memories of being at the kitchen table every morning. You're waking up. Your yeah. dad's already been outside, done the chores, and came in. And he's got a newspaper in his hand. So some of the older generation's like, oh. yeah. Let's do that. that's what you're supposed to do when you grow up. But now read the it's newspaper. now it's more self education, and if you you know love it hate it, that's how you're going to get the See, news I, that's out there.
1: I consider myself an educational reader. I just don't look for the education in the paper. I mean, I could. Um, I tend to like buy the books that I feel like I want to read, and I think if I had a paper, it would probably be more something around the market. So it'd be like something you know what? what is the, what's the
0: wall street journal yeah it'd
1: probably be true. something like that i would think um which is a crazy thing that that's distributed what nationally
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they have multiple print locations how does that work
0: yeah yeah they, they have they have hubs now i'm not real sure what they're doing currently because they used to um uh, one of their hubs was in the atlanta journal office and uh the atlanta journal has moved away from they've They've outsourced their printing now to another provider. So I'm not real sure where they're printing now, but they have hubs all over the country. And so they get printed there, probably in Columbia. I'm just guessing. And then they just
2: distribute that locally. Yep. Cool. Now, y'all also print your own papers. You don't sub that out to somebody else. Your your print shop is out on Highway 11.
0: Yep. Yeah, I, you, you've been out there. Yep. We, uh, we are the largest... Newspaper printing is referred to as offset printing because it's a bit of a process. And uh, most folks don't realize that that printer is about 160 feet long. It's, it's massive. And as uh, far as I know, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee, probably has us beat, but outside of uh, Knoxville, uh, Edwards Printing on Highway 11 is the largest offset printer in Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina that you could drive to right within the next three or four hours. Now, it's do awesome. you guys... You guys bigger. print
1: for other publications as well? Yeah, we print. Subcontract.
0: We print 40, right now currently 47 mastheads per month.
2: Okay. That's crazy. So, went by there. If you hadn't been, we need to go one day. Where's it at? Uh, right, this is right across the street from, like, Tech. It's a little little diagonal from LiftTech, okay. Right past U.S. Engine Valve. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, the machines, I mean, as you can imagine, have to come in on tractor trailers. Yeah. Like, just massive. Paper just goes
1: through in a big roll.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the paper pallets are just like. Ceiling high, and, and there's this guy that's got ink all over him just going, what's up? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it just rolls. But um, having somebody like Hal or one of the uh, managers there walk you through and just this is how Explained it starts it, yeah. is very interesting. Field and trip. One of the rooms I walked into I had all these papers in it, and you could get the paper in Russia, uh, China, Chinese. What other languages are you printing in?
0: Gosh, uh, a couple of Arabics, uh, Chinese, Korean, uh, So do you guys Vietnamese. have like local this some folks? Some
2: sub work. So these papers, to my understanding, got shipped to, like Atlanta?
0: Yeah, primarily Atlanta. 90% of that's going to go I was just wondering how
1: you verified the tra- the translation is correct. We don't. don't. We don't. You uh, just that was, hope that it's... There's
0: a story that predated me uh, 15, 20 years ago here. when The uh, FBI showed up to us, wanted to, <laughs> to find out about an Arabic newspaper that was being printed here. Uh, but no, we have no ability to. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no one here that, that reads Russian. Uh, you know, the, the trick about publishers is your, your publication, it's your legal responsibility. Right. It's not mine. It's not the gas station you bought it at. It's, it's your legal responsibility. And Whoever writes it. You know, that's why folks on, on my side of, of this argument for the last decade ha- have said, you know, social media Facebooks and Instagrams, they need to be treated like publishers. Yeah. If, you know, if you wrote a letter to the editor and, uh, you know, you completely just slandered the, the crap yeah. out of somebody, well, that person can sue me. Yeah. Because I didn't vet it, I didn't verify it, and I published it.
1: I think if, if they had... It's insane. Yeah. So I, think, you- I think if they held the people who they're actually posting the stuff on social media more accountable, you'd have a lot less junk.
0: But it has to start with the publisher, see, because it comes into my office, and, well, and my guys take a look at it. Yeah. And like, Ooh, man, I can't print that, and they they kick it back, and we offer them the chance to change it. Hey, you know, if you'll take that line out, yeah, or, or don't say that.
1: But like a like a Twitter or like a Facebook, how would they do that? Because they don't have the manpower to like go through everything.
0: You know, I I wish I had two hundred million a month in income. I could answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I could put enough people in to figure it to, out to vet that process.
1: See, I, I feel like if you put it, if you basically held people legally respo- legally responsible for what they put on those platforms, I'm talking about the person. Mm-hmm. You know, me. Like if I posted something on my Facebook that was slanderous or whatever, you know, that I could be held, and I guess I could be held legally responsible for it. But I think more people
0: should be. That, and then that you, veil is is beginning to be pierced. There was a yeah. lawsuit uh, last year, sometime in North Carolina. I want to say in North Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me. A um, I don't want to repeat it because there were some things that went on, but a uh, a lady had posted something about a former coworker, and, and that former coworker ended up being fired, and it was just yes. Yeah. And so she sued uh, Facebook and the other lady, and won half a million dollars and one half million dollars from Facebook and half million dollars from the other individual. So as those things start to happen, yeah, dang, we- we sort of like seeing that because there's so much garbage that goes yeah. online yeah, yeah. that has no filter.
2: Well, newspapers used to be the trusted source. Now you can just make up lies on social media, Yeah, right? But i go ahead and say this. If I was going to sue Facebook for anything, half a million dollars is not where I would start. I'm just no, throwing we that No, we're at half
1: a billion. I mean. <laughs> well, you know what happened doing? with that? It hit some lawyer's desk down there, and they just said, they didn't even look at it.
2: Here's like, a check for half a million dollars. Like half make a million is signed off on that and. Yeah. so Make move on to the next goal, one right? so um can we talk about geofencing at all
0: Fire away. what do you want to talk
2: about so more than paper more than radio you're also into geofencing and things mm-hmm. like that to attract uh, new businesses that way can you explain for those who don't know what geofencing is yeah a lot of people don't even know it exists yeah, how that works and um what how you guys are utilizing it yourselves
0: Okay. Well, they they know it exists. Uh, in, in fact, they're probably irritated as as I'll get out about it, but they just don't realize who's doing it. So, there's I don't know how you want to break this down. There, there's any number of different ways to do it. There's geo fencing and geo targeting, and there's programmatic and searching. But if you're dealing with just geo fencing, so uh, you know, say a local furniture store says, "I'm the best recliner." dealer in, in you know the upstate and they want to geofence the other furniture stores who also sell reclines Right. As soon so, as you walk within that fence. As soon as you bust that fence with your phone, and of course you gotta have your location turned on and other things, but right. as soon as you bust that fence with your phone and you walk out the door, I'm gonna hammer you for the you next ads. thirty days yeah. with the ads. With for, the other
2: guys yeah, the, ad.
0: The, the first right. store's ads. And and then I'm able to generate reporting that will uh, show how many times right. how many of those people that I hit with the ads walked through right store.
1: So you can geofence both. So you can geofence your competitor. Once they leave that you serve them ads and then you can geofence yourself to know when that person then walks into your store.
0: Yeah. Right? Well it's it's all it's, it's called device ID. Okay. So within the network your device has an ID. Yeah. Uh, you know it's, it looks like IED colon o four o dot right. you know, it doesn't look like your phone number. So that device is tracked by the network everywhere it goes. <clears throat> so when you leave you know, rooms to go and walk into Farmers, yeah. if Farmers was paying for the ad, I can tell the guys at Farmers that, well, they were in rooms to go on Thursday.
1: They're here today.
0: And they walked into your store on Saturday. Yeah. And, then, and for,
1: for those people that are going to freak out about this, they don't know your name.
0: No, we, it we don't. It just knows your device, it right? It doesn't know your name. That, good point. It doesn't know your name. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't know who you are. Doesn't even know your phone number. Yeah. So, you know, we're not able to give the, the guys that, in, in, I'm making this up, farmers is, rooms to go to neither one or advertisers. So we're not able to give the guys that, at Farmers your name right. or your phone number.
2: You just know that a customer that was
0: here, we is now We know that a customer that walked in there was delivered 400 ads in the last five days and then eventually yeah. walked into
2: your yeah. store. Yeah, we invested in a software program. And so after the third pitch, there was like, so, Jared, what do you think? I said, well, I think I'm going to, Walk out of this room and throw my phone in the garbage can. <laughs> cut up my debit card. Yeah, like this they, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, so it is a little creepy. Yeah, I mean, I can it, it, it was it would show you anything. So if if you were from Alaska and you came to Wahala, I can tell you how you drove here, yeah. where where you stayed, what you spent yeah. your money on, if you mountain biked, if you went to Isaquina, if you ate in Seneca versus Wahala. And it all works off of a little bit different than your phone idea. So they're capturing your spending through your transactions on your debit card. Right. And they're capturing the data, not necessarily through the iPhone ex- specifically, but through the apps that you have open in your phone. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, like, my wife is the worst. I'll just grab her phone and just start going, boom, 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 you know, swiping, swiping up, yeah. because she's got so many open apps. So everybody's tracking this. So this it comp- kills this, your battery too. This particular company has two hundred fifty thousand or million apps that they use right. to grab information. So if your weather app is open, I'm grabbing all of your information just because you got your weather app open. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people leaves their Facebook or Snapchat or whatever open because they're just like, "Oh, I'm done with that," and they just turn their phone off, but never close the app out. Right. I'm I'm telling you, everywhere you drove, what you spent. What I mean, this we, is what we can't track though, is sex, race, age, unless you volunteer that stuff. But they don't even know. We don't even know that we're being tracked.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, this is not really new. You, you know, it's not. It's kind of come to the forefront with social media, but. I mean, in the financial industry, there's what they call KYC. Mm -hmm. Every company within the financial industry has to have KYC, which is know your customer for legal reasons. Sure. So you can't embezzle money and whatever. And so they know you can't go sign up for a bank account or credit card or whatever without verifying who you are. Right. Like you can't just be an anonymous person that
2: has a card or a bank account. Right. It would take a little more work. To get into that, I guess. But for our intense purpose of the investment was just to have the data. Yeah. So I call it a snapshot of data because that's what it truly is. Because they only have 250,000 apps that they're capturing data from. There's probably, I don't know, 4 million available apps out there. Right. Well,
0: we're in a, but we're in a data-driven world right now. That's you, right. You know, the, the, the guys who invented, uh, I say invented, but created Dollar Shave Club. Yeah. You know, they sold it for over a billion dollars to mm-hmm. the Unilever brand. Who and makes Unilever,
1: like Gillette and all those? Right. Yeah.
0: So Unilever said after they said no, we're throwing the we're throwing the razors in the trash. They were crap.
1: Yeah, we just wanted the data.
0: We wanted their data. Yeah. We wanted their subscriber list. That's, That's all insane. we want. Yeah. They didn't give a crap about. You actually
1: those. see that a lot.
0: The, the razors. You see it a lot. The, the, I
1: know a guy that invented a, a, a social media app, and uh, CNN ended up buying it. And as soon as they bought it, the app disappeared. <laughs> they took the team. In the data, Mm. back to Atlanta. This was in the they were housed in New York at the time. Mm -hmm. Took the team of however many employees, all the data they accrued, building this app and launching it through the app in the trash and put all these people and never again. You've ever heard what happened?
0: I know. I know. Are you old enough to remember MySpace? Oh
2: yeah. (laughs) Me and Tom, we were tight. Yeah. Um, I was on an airplane in St. Louis. We talked about this the other day. Uh, I was in, which was my home airport at that time. And so I'm, we're sitting there, and we're just taxiing down the runway. And I might like to talk to people on airplanes. I know a lot of people hate that shit. Like, they can't stand it. Terrible. I'm that guy. Hey, where are you from? Where are you headed? Yep. And so I asked this guy, this, I say this guy, this kid. I said, so, busy week this week. Where are you headed? They, well, I'm on my way to a deposition. I'm like, my first one. You look like 10. Well, <laughs> well, I'm in college. I'm a freshman in college, but it's my first deposition. I, I think it was flying to Atlanta or wherever. And I was like, I've just got to ask. I'm very curious. Why yeah. are you in a deposition at, at 20 or 19? And he said, well, I started this company called South Butt. I was like, oh, that's cool. What is South Butt? He's like, well, everybody in my school was wearing North Face at the time, so I just took the opposite of it made the two, two words. Butt. So North became South and Face became Butt, and I created an apparel company called South Butt. <laughs> I said, "So, what's the deposition?" He's like, "Well, they sued me <laughs> up and down, sideways." And so he said, oh, "North Face was sued." Yeah, yeah. Oh, and man. he said, "But I think, from understanding to my lawyers, that after the deposition, we're getting an offer, and North Face is going to buy my company just to dissolve, just it. to shut it down." Yeah. Because North Face, what they realized, I think, and I'd have to do some research on this. I need to go dig See back into this. Has been, hey, if
1: anybody listening he knows anything about this.
2: Yeah, hit that, us up. Hit us up on the email. Um, but uh, this has been probably ten years ago. And uh, but he said, uh, for, according to my attorneys, I think they're going to make us an offer uh, just to dissolve it and make it go away. But from what I understand, it's a very lucrative deal. Yeah. Yeah. You ever
0: you ever heard of the Tucker automobile? Uh, oh yeah, Ford and Chevrolet and GM they all got together and did the same thing. Tucker yep. Tucker made an automobile that. I guess back in the 40s or 50s, I don't know what exactly. It was more advanced than. It was just way more advanced than there's where the headlights actually turned. Yeah. So oh when, when The car, when you turn oh the steering yeah. wheel, the headlight turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a movie about him. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a good movie about it, but yeah, that, they all bought it and just shut it down. So it's just threw just it all in trash. Yep. We're not ready for this.
1: So back to the, the geofencing and the following and whatever. You know, I think there's two sides to that because some people are freaked out about it and hate it. I actually like it because it makes everything relevant to me. You know, if if, if I'm gonna we'll look see it ads, it makes your advertising. Revel, if I'm gonna see ads, at least I see ads that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, Cabela's car stuff. You know, whatever. Like, I'm not getting some random shampoo. Ad, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I actually am okay with it. I think a lot of people are probably on the other side of that coin, where they're like, I just don't like the idea that you know my freedom's gone. It. Yeah, yeah. But they don't know who you are. They just know that they just know that this device. Went here, went there. Likes this. See, looks at that. They have no idea who you actually are. That's right. Yeah. We're not
2: talking about the voice activated. How many times have we had a conversation? To see an ad pop up on our phone. Everybody listening. That has happened. Yeah, through. yeah.
0: Every single one of us. But they tell us they're not listening. No, it's they. That's it's it's got
1: to be listening because it has to be able to hear that Alexa. That's that's or right. that
2: Siri or that's that right. Ring is a great company, right? So Amazon bought Ring. Yep. Right, so we got a camera in 1.8 billion homes or whatever that is. They also own MGM Grand.
0: Did you know they went on Shark Tank, by the way? Ring did? Yep. The ring guys. Really, and they
2: got turned down?
0: They got turned down. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They got an offer, but they turned the offer down. They didn't like the offer, and they left. And then Richard Branson
2: from Virgin. Seen it. Saw it and gave them everything they wanted. So Amazon bought either all or a good portion of MGM Grand who is now releasing a television show on another platform that Amazon owns called The, the Ring Stories, and they're taking everybody's uh, uh That's like Confessions bloopers. of a Taxi Cab Driver yeah. or something, yeah. Everybody's bloopers. Now, Amazon owns The Ring. They own the, the network, and then Amazon is either in the process or um, already picked up the Roomba vacuum cleaner. Yeah. So not only have I figured out I can see everything on the outside of your home, uh, also, own a product that can map out your entire household. Yeah. So now, wouldn't it be be easier to have the Amazon driver already come up with the ring camera, Face ID approved, walk into your home, know where the kitchen is, because now you have a layout put your of it. It's It's sca- like people are worried about Facebook. Yeah, I'm your, worried about old Jeff Bezos. Out well, there. you
0: know, one <laughs> you can thing that's. Just make my room work. I'll be happy. Well, there you go
1: with that, too. You know, one of the things it's possible that they haven't done yet, and I don't know why they haven't done it, but. You know, like checkouts in a grocery store is is obsolete. Like you wouldn't have to do that. They could basically put those RFID code in every mm-hmm. item. When you put it in the cart, it would tell you, you know, you can have a live register on your cart.
0: Yeah, well, You can actually do a little bit of that at Sam's right
1: now. Yeah, they're, they're bringing it. I think What's Amazon your... actually has a full yeah, person list. In,
0: in the uh, Amazon store. Yeah. So Sam's has it too. When you go in, you can just scan the item with your phone. Oh, well, that's and right, Sam's yeah. You can just hit it hit it hit but it. But what
1: I'm it. saying is, like, it rings it Fair up in the cart, and then you just walk out the door with the cart, and when you walk out the door, it checks you out. Like, it, that's possible. Right, that's right. And then the other thing is, you know, they can make a refrigerator with the same coating. You know, you put all that stuff up, the refrigerator is going to know what's in there. And as soon as you use an item and throw it out. It we, is, ha-
2: we have refrigerators today that you can go get on your phone while you're at the grocery store and look and view your shelves to see if you have yeah. eggs or bacon we, yeah. or whatever.
0: We almost bought that, but it wasn't available, so.
2: Yeah, it, six te- you can either be afraid of technology or you can embrace it. That we're not going backwards in time. Yeah, no, we're not. only moving forward. So, so speaking, of
1: ba- speaking of that, let's get back to the paper.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> backwards, in backwards in time? All right, fair enough. How much lifespan does the physical newspaper have left in the industry as we know it today? I'm not yeah, talking about, you'll always have a digital platform that the Edwards Group, I, I assume, or the journal yeah. will use, but how, how long before printing presses are obsolete?
0: It's anybody's guess. You know, I, I am hopeful that that's good for another 10 to 20 years. Um, but, you know, I will, I will say this when I got into this back in the early 2000s, they told me we'd be done by 2005. Yeah. And and then in 2005 they said, "Well, you know, we missed that window. We'll be done by 2010." Yeah. A- and then they said, "Well, maybe Keep maybe chugging. maybe we can make it to 2015." And I'm I'm happy to say that 2021 was the best year this company's ever had and 2022 yeah. is 18% ahead of it. So you know what I see happening too? So,
1: I see kind of like what happened with vinyl. Like it went away. It's retro. But yeah. then people started they rep- want pressing. that. Yeah. I see that happen with paper. I think that at whatever point it does, maybe slack off a lot and be like almost the demise of a printed paper. I think it'll come back with this vintage wave of, nah, man, I want it, on, I want it in print. Well,
0: it's it, it's already happening uh, to a certain extent. What what you will find, and, and this may be, we may be just jumping off into the deep end now into that, what I said we could talk about later, but what you'll find is in the 90s, in the early 2000s, maybe even back as far as the 80s, when, when newspapers owning, especially owning a, a larger one like uh, Atlanta Journal or somewhere like that, that was akin to owning a printing press, no, no pun intended, but of money. Right, and that's right. Yeah, the every time paper,
1: it, ch- ch- it printed a dollar, 40,
0: 40, 45, 50% yeah. operating margins. Mm. Atlanta Journal's running seven, eight, nine, ten million nine, 10 million a month. Yeah. You know, there was in fact the company that I worked for when I started, Daytona Beach News Journal, was was uh, owned, I think, forty nine percent by the Cox family, which also owned the the Atlanta Journal. They got into a spat about the time I left, two thousand three or four, and they each wanted the other one to buy them out. And that that newspaper in two thousand four was evaluated at three hundred forty nine million dollars.
2: Wow, a strong,
0: yeah. I, I mean. You know, the, the Cox family, uh, Miss Cox is the, the wealthiest person in the state of Georgia, and that includes Arthur Blank, who's worth, you know, tens yeah. of billions of dollars. She's still the strongest person in the state of Georgia. So what happened was larger companies, Gannett, McClatchy, others, hedge funds got behind them. They saw these huge operating margins and the Alabama teacher retirement. Union, whatever it's called, they jumped in and they formed a company called CNHI Community Newspaper Holdings Incorporated. They bought started two, buying them up. They bought two hundred and thirty newspapers. Yeah, with within eighteen months, there's a company doing that right now. Uh, McClatchy bought ninety to one hundred and ten newspapers. They didn't know how to run them. Yeah, we see Amazon and, did that too. Didn't they buy the? Something and like, Jeff paid $250 million for the Washington Post. That's, yeah. a different, that's a different experiment that he's doing. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure he's winning with it. He wanted to see if he could deliver with it in a metro area. Right. Jeff Bezos is probably going to be the rebirth of major newspapers in, in metro is areas. Is he just going to
1: show the way it needs to be
0: done? No. He's going to use the Washington Post to deliver his stuff for the Amazon
2: overnight. Oh, I got you. It's a logistics play. Yeah.
0: It's a logistics play. Yeah, one
1: well, day You ice. Get,
0: you get your newspaper, your coffee pods, and, and your, your donuts and your trash bags
2: all in, the same all in a box in yeah. the same morning in a metro. Uh, that's interesting. We,
0: Go ahead and mark that down, whatever date this is. Yeah, People are yeah. listening to it that, that I said that because it's going to happen. But all these players got involved, and, and now they've promised these huge margins back to their hedge funds. And they're talking 30, 40, 50% margins, and business changed. You know, business changed in the late 90s. Business changed in the early 2000s. Then we had a recession in 08, and these margins weren't being hit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Publishers who were making a quarter of a million dollars a year in Athens and, and Charlotte or wherever, they are starting being laid off. Right. Well, now they're bringing in people who weren't career newspaper guys. They didn't know how to run a newspaper. They certainly didn't know how to run one through a downtime. Right. And then this just starts this snowball effect. And now you've got these huge companies. Gannett will be Gannett's the largest newspaper company that's ever existed in the world. And Probably what, will be completely bankrupt by the end of next year, if not this year.
1: Where are they located?
0: Their home base? You know, I don't know anymore. Uh, they've sold it so many times. it, it's, it used to be Florida. Uh, Gannett was started out of Florida today, and uh, they started great newspaper company, great newspaper operator. Uh, he owned Florida today and some some others down that way and he he locked some guys in a room and said, I want a national newspaper and that's how USA Today was born. Gotcha. He became gigantic and then all the investors started right locking to their doors. So now you're seeing a, a return to more localized ownership. We're still in, in a place where we want to own 10, 15, 20 newspapers. Yeah. Right, 30 newspapers, whatever. We don't want to own 250. We can't run them. 10 to 20, we can homogenize some of the efficiencies, you know, shared services accounting, shared services editorial, right. like print in the same letters.
2: It's not profitable to have one. Well, it's That's the, right. same, it's it's the same argument. Yeah, it's difficult. It's the same
1: argument for a fourplex versus an apartment complex. Uh, or, yeah, Correct. or a right. single unit. That's yeah. Right. If you got a fourplex, you don't have a maintenance man on staff there all the time.
0: That's right. You don't have a
1: manager running that. I mean, you're, you know, it's inefficient. You'd you'd be better to buy 40 units versus
2: four for that exact reason. So I got an idea of what the revenue can be with one of these papers. But But all your revenue is based on local advertising or advertising period, correct? Or is it subscription-based? Subscriptions still account
0: for 20 to 25% of the overall revenue.
2: So advertising is the greater 80? Sure. Hey, speaking of advertising, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll be right back with Hal Welch. We're back. We're back today with Hal Welch from the Edwards Group, locally known as Seneca Journal and other media here. Hal, one of the things we talked about before the break was the percentage of advertising to a uh, subscription base. Right. And so it, it it doesn't appear. It is relevant to say that without advertisers, without your customers, uh, not subscription customers, but the advertising, there is no paper.
0: Well, that would certainly change the model. Uh, I, it would I mean, it would we go all
2: digital it. and one it guy would, puts it on the internet.
0: It would change <laughs> it drastically. Uh, it would be a blog. Yeah, there,
2: it, yeah, yeah. It be yeah, a, yeah. It would be a
0: blog. but No, it's it's 70 or 80% advertising driven. It always has been in the U.S. I was mentioning when we were off air a little bit ago that the uh, model in Europe is is quite different. It's... Forty, fifty percent advertising, in it's maybe as much as sixty, forty. But so sixty percent uh, on the subscri- subscri- subscription subscription yeah. side. Yeah, it's, it's so no, maybe- no. There's a European model. They actually pay the subscribers pay a much higher rate. rate. Okay, uh, than they do in the U.S. Uh, we're we're a little spoiled in that way. It's, yeah, the, the mail is totally by advertising.
2: Sure. So when we talk about competitors, since there's not another large printing press or printing group, um. I, we'll just use Oconee County because that's where we're located. Right. Since there's not another newspaper in Oconee County. There's not, correct? Not anymore. Right. Um, who is competition for you guys? Is radio competition for you guys? Is f- social media, Facebook, Twitter? Or are, are you on your own little island?
1: Cause, I mean, I guess that's possible too, right? I, I love
0: the question because the, the answer, let me say I love the question, but the answer is going to probably sound a little arrogant. There's not a real competitor. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think if you're if, if Brandon from uh, the radio stations were sitting here, he'd say the same thing. No, we
2: love Brandon. Sorry. Yeah,
0: sure. And we don't compete. He throws us uh, leads every now and then. We throw him leads. Yeah. We advertise on their radio stations. They advertise in our paper. Uh, we, we don't really compete.
1: I mean, it's apples and oranges,
0: right? It's- to, a, to a large extent. I think one of the, the biggest mistakes that a lot of business owners – Make, and, and this this applies whether you own a hardware store, or a car dealership, or you know, a flower shop, or whatever. You're you're too caught up, oftentimes, in what the future of radio or newspaper is,
2: and don't think about your actual current subscriber base.
0: Yes, or yeah. your listener base. There's still think, there's think, still people
2: to be had. I, I, or,
0: I think Brandon right. Brandon, if he were sitting here, would would be sitting on the other side of the table nodding his head. Any form of advertising, it doesn't matter what you're doing, yeah. whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or newspapers, or radio stations, television stations, billboards, whatever, you're paying to access those folks, the audience that I have spent time and money cultivating. Yeah.
1: And the ones that read may not be on social media. And the ones that are on social media may not read and and radio and like everybody has their own little niche of folks that yeah, everybody. George Washington
2: said, Don't believe everything you read on the internet. It's
0: <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe in Abraham right? Lincoln,
2: I think. So, what is the vetting process for the newspaper? Like, can we believe everything that's in the paper? Or is it, it, does it go back to the credibility of the source? Like, what, when a story comes out and it's a front page story or, or not, a story comes out, what is the reporter's responsibility to source that? 100%.
0: Like, you have and, and, to know
2: the guy that the word the words were spoken out of.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it goes through several different levels. So, a, a reporter will, will go through a meeting or, or use a source or sit down with one of you guys and then go through that process. And then when it goes to the editor, if the editor comes up with a question or, or some sees a… red flags or something in sees there. sees a statement in there and goes, you know, oh, man, is, are you sure? And, and then, and we've got one right now that… I can elaborate, but we sent it to the attorney today to really? say, "All right, is this one straight?" So because we're yeah. we're we're out here on the line, and if this one breaks in the next week or so, uh, you'll say, "Hey, that's that story you were talking about." Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a big deal. If well, if the lawsuit,
2: like we said earlier, the lawsuit comes to you guys at that point. Doesn't, it doesn't come to a guy who it's a Twitter post. Yeah.
0: So. absolutely. So all of the liability is is ours in, in printing the truth. So. Uh, when you say how much of what's printed in the paper can I believe? My answer is well, you you better damn well be able to believe it all. Oh, yeah, something's wrong if you can't. Now, you know, with a caveat, a lot of folks misunderstand. There's there's an opinion page, right, right, and, and then there's all the rest of it. And the opinion page is generally, at least in our paper, it's always uh, withheld to one or two pages at most. It's always and the, on page four. The
2: opinion page is not willy, right?
0: No, it's that's before that's this podcast
2: is up. We're gonna find not out who Willie is. That's fair. Enough. Stay tuned. We should
0: have we
2: should have started with that. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: it, it, yeah. it would have taken you the whole hour. But, yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: So the opinion page is is exactly how it's titled. It is the opinion of the editor or the media group that this is how we take this particular subject. I, or where opinion is on right. Is that correct?
0: That that's our opinion. And, and it's labeled as such. And oftentimes it's someone else. Oftentimes we have a guest view from Charleston Post and Courier and Greenville Greenville, Greenville or whatever it may be. But when it is labeled our view yeah, in all of our markets, then, then that's our editorial, editorial board's opinion on that particular subject. Got it. And it is not to be mistaken with a factual reporting of it. So you may have a story that we've done four different times and then finally, on the fourth day, we have a very strong opinion on where would, that story, understand. what it really I,
1: meant. I would think that the opinion is based on fact, but it, you don't have enough
2: to say that this is a fact. Is
1: that am I wrong about that?
2: It's an opinion. Well, right, but I mean, it's based on. It's based on something because there wouldn't be no opinion if it right, wasn't a subject. Right. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: It's it's a very educated opinion, and and one thing that I'll say, and again, this God, I, I really hate. Or anything to come out sounding arrogant. But generally, when we're challenged about our opinions, I'm challenged by someone who's been paying attention to this for a year or so. You know, it may be the Greenway that's being done here, it may be a tax increase, it may be reassessment, whatever the case may be. But this person is very adamant and they've paid attention to this for a year. Right. Been doing this for 22 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've seen countless numbers of city uh, council members and mayors, and I've seen countless number of county council members and administrators and utility directors at, at local municipal utilities get hired and get fired and, and get brought back, and we've seen this repeat itself over and over and over and over and over. And keep in mind, we're also in twelve other markets, right? Not just here. So when we have an opinion, it is educated. Right. It's, we're not throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing.
1: Yeah. I guess, and I guess that's where I was going. And it, that's a g- great way to put it is that it's an educated opinion uh, versus like, you know, what you see a lot of nowadays, especially on social media. I guess only on social media, but it's about the clicks
2: yeah. or the views. Yeah. Right. It's sure. the same thing because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Your job is to sell newspapers, right? First and foremost. That's, that's the, in a discussion right there. But you but don't fact. want to lose credibility. No, that's why that, I, that, was as, that was why my question was important. Your yeah. stories are 100% fact-checked. You got fact-checkers of fact-checkers.
1: Which, right? I mean, I guess that doesn't mean that you guys don't occasionally do something wrong, but
0: do you guys ever have to like... Recant. Recant stuff or... Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Guys, there was one not too long ago. It was, uh, it was with the school district, and uh, we had made a statement uh, it had to do with one of the meetings. Uh, we had made a statement. In fact, it was in an opinion, but we had made the statement in the opinion, and uh, got an email a couple of days later, and he said, "Hey, that that statement is not was not accurate." Yeah. No. So we we go back and correct it. Yeah. Which I mean, you listen, and to get- we're not
2: talking just about this market. This happens in all your markets, right? Of course. Yeah. And other papers go through the same stuff. It's not a highlight of Oconee here, but I do remember when I decided for. Whatever reason to run for county council, because you wanted the experience. No, uh, not at all. I just needed some doors to open, and they did. Yeah, and that's so, the experience. Yeah, so um, I didn't know how at that time. Didn't know Jerry. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody at the paper. But I do remember that the paper came out. Yeah, and it said something. to Was it end. an
1: opinion piece or was it a?
2: No, it was when you put all the <laughs> candidates. Yeah, I guess it, it was an opinion piece because yeah. he put all the candidates on a page, and uh, you know. We like this about this candidate. We don't, oh, is this, this our is just the a,
0: endorsements.
2: Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know what you call it. It's been, I mean, this was 2000. Yeah. Whatever. It's been a long time. Yeah. Two elections since. Yep. So I said, it was, although we appreciate Mr. Ketterman's drive and audacity, we just feel like the other candidate's got to be better, <laughs> but we hope he runs again. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. and I mean-, I mean It is what it is. It is what it is, which was fine. But it's funny because I looked at an opportunity in Mississippi and I called Hal and I was like, I really need you to fly out to Mississippi and meet me for this meeting. I was like, okay. And so what we learned in Mississippi was the influence of a large media group. Yeah. Because if you own most of that market, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. What's well, a? It's you, a big you responsibility. You do control the narrative. Yeah, it's a wow. big responsibility. It is. Yeah. So, the the whole concept of media itself, really, uh, not like music, but um, the news and the right. the that kind of group is uh, it always has intrigued me. We need to explore the W G O G conversation.
1: See, I yeah. See, I think what would happen though.
0: Me and Brandon are friends. Y'all are gonna make me up? I one love video. Brandon. Man. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're not
2: saying anything about it. I just,
1: I think our like we used we say WGOG, but it would be any any station. It wouldn't have to be them necessarily. Small, yeah, I think it's a small syndicate station. Yeah, I think we have this fantasy of like of radio's like,
0: great. Radio's s- great, and, and owning radio is is good.
2: Uh, but Jeremy music all day, like, like, like
0: nonstop. <laughs> Or just put it on Spotify so you can, get the, yeah. you can get the nickel a shot. So you're also in the radio,
2: and we're talking mostly about print. Tell us about your radio market. How How is that set up? We talk about subscription base for newspapers and 80% of advertising. It's 80-20 rule for print. There's no subscription to FM or AM. Not at all. So is, you're strictly based on advertising dollars at that point, Correct. Hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. The cool thing with radio is it's it's got its own pluses and minuses, and uh, there's a lot of new technologies that have come into place in the last ten, fifteen years too. But the, one of the better things about owning radio versus a newspaper is your expenses are so much more controlled. So, you know, no matter what contracts you have in place, so if you've got Live on air talent, you know what that's going to cost you. If you're, they call it on the bird, if you're on the bird, on the satellite, you know what that's going to cost you. You know, your power bills are within reason, uh, always about the same. Your water bills and your engineering bills and all those things are. Real estate stays the same. Those, they're all dynamically right. fixed. Just fixed cost. So you have a target. And, and you know, if, if your radio station costs you $20,000 a month or $40,000 a month or $100,000 a month, you know exactly where you've got to go to be profitable.
1: I mean, You've know the ads you got to sell.
0: Now, the downside to that is, is you know, in a newspaper, when when we constrict. So, during the pandemic, I cut pages. I cut I cut color pages. Yeah. You know, I cut free copies. I, I quit doing that. And I, I cut the number, you know, so we might put 200 newspapers at Publix and only sell 100 of them, and we take 100 back and we throw them in the recycle bin, and we get checked for that, but... I put seventy-five papers at Publix. I can cut cost at a newspaper if I start to, to see a constriction right. coming. I can't cut cost can't at a radio station. It. Oh yeah, you're stuck with it. You gotta sell your way out of it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the only way that's the only way to make money yeah, and, in a radio and station. In a
1: tight market too, nobody wants to I mean it's hard to advertise for your for your brewery when nothing's open.
2: Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So difficult. you're in both. You're in print, you're in radio. I don't want to, I don't want to ask this question but I, I don't know, know any way to uh, leave it other to Jared. other way to word it which dies first Radio Yeah May, it, maybe what we're talking about in its traditional form That's though, right? correct. It's I'm not talking form. about music dying at FM yeah, yeah. and AM. And yes. then
0: it feels
1: less of a need. Well, I also see a lot of big players getting in that game. Right? Yeah. So you see like YouTube music. Like when YouTube gets into the music industry Mm-hmm. and they're just streaming it for free, mm-hmm. like it's hard to compete against that, right? I mean, they, and they've got the money. So it's not like they're trying to make revenue And,
0: and, and again, I mean, you know, I, I say it from a position of, of someone who's running both. I, I just think that newspapers offer something that in Seneca, South Carolina, and, and in thousands of, of yeah. communities just like it around the country is not going to be replaced by someone coming <laughs> along with YouTube or Spotify yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That's right. The radio stations are—they're already being replaced, right? yeah—and it stinks. It's—it's it's difficult for us. It's difficult for our friends at GOG and whatnot. You know, is Spotify going to broadcast a local Wahala football game Friday night? No, they're not going to yeah, do yeah, that. You're right. You're right. So as yeah. that as that dies away, yeah, you that see the, sucks. Yeah, but what, what's going to have to happen is the local newspaper, and we're already exploring this in all of our newspapers. We're going to video broadcast the local high school sports. Yeah. Basketball, football.
2: Or from the print side or from the radio side?
0: On our websites.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, the other thing that could happen too is it may not
2: go away. It might change. Let's talk about that comment you just said about YouTube and music because YouTube's free. Um, Does that mean Netflix goes away because I can stream pretty much everything else on YouTube? No, because... Because that's a paid subscription and YouTube is free.
1: Well, there's a difference though because YouTube is creating content like Netflix is, but they
2: charge for that. Yeah,
0: there's there's a difference in quality of
2: content. Yeah, too, you know? so YouTube is in that game as well. But you can stream. I can stream your YouTube channel on my TV now through YouTube. It's not free. You got to give your attention. I've got to for ads. Okay. Well, yeah,
1: for <laughs> it's you. It's not it. free That's for you. Right. They just you got to pay in attention. Now you can pay for no no ads, but now you're paying money.
2: That's right. I mean we we pay for our. Attention by having a forty-hour week job.
0: See, <laughs> sometimes you end up walking right back into the same door. Yeah, and you right don't even out. realize you did, get right? But, out. but you walk right back into the same door. In and, a and comment you made earlier, that I meant to touch on, then and we got to, or at least I got distracted. You know, one of the things I think is a disadvantage through targeted advertising, which occurs in all these other places, Facebook, Instagram, and whatnot. One of the reasons for advertising. It's for organic reach. One of the core reasons for it is to introduce you to something that you wouldn't have already known about. Right. You yeah. know, introduce you to the new So I was shoe, the, the new belt. You know, yeah. I've got, I'm wearing this click belt. You'd have, you have never known if it was I would have targeted. never known yeah. it if I'd have been targeted by the only, by looking when I was searching for a genuine leather belt. Mm-hmm. But I got hit organically with a, a, a ad for this click belt, and I bought it, and I bought four of them. They're
2: awesome. Yeah, but you can't tell if you're gaining weight or not because you're, just, <laughs> you're clicking I don't, in a spot yeah, or I don't want to know. Yeah, so, I don't I mean, want
1: to know. That's a good point because I actually had something I wanted to address on the same comment, and that's brand awareness. I think a lot of people feel like there has to be an exchange for, okay, I'm paying this for the ad. I got to see this much revenue walking the door. But that's not always what you want. Sometimes brand awareness is a thing, Right. right? Sometimes you just pay for it and you don't see the you don't see the ROI right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're in their face enough, guess what? They're gonna know you around. We talked about that with Grant Cardone, spending a million dollars a month yeah, he's not, on brand awareness. But everybody knows Grant Cardone now. Yeah. And they may not
0: be giving him money,
1: no. but he has the brand. But they're grabbing I, his I content. Did. I
0: did. But you know, one of the points I, I I would even like. So when you're on all these online platforms and you're advertising all these multiple places and I'll bring this back down locally as best I can. Brand awareness versus uh, ROI advertising. I've got five sales reps in our building and and an advertising director whose job it is to know the difference in all this stuff, right? Yeah. We tell them all the time when we hire new folks and we, we put them through training is just because they were a good cook doesn't mean they can run a restaurant. Just because they were a good plumber doesn't mean they can run a business. Your job is to help this guy run his marketing side, at least, of his business. And to have enough uh, Be a resource. Yeah, be a resource Be, for be a resource. For, they're called on by 20, 30, 40 people a week. There's no telling how many people are coming in and asking them for a dollar. You need to earn that dollar. And, and one of the ways you do is by educating your your advertiser of the difference between, we call it top of mind, you're calling it brand awareness. Right. But, Top-of-mind advertising versus, well, I'm going to run a sale this weekend because I need to clear out half of this inventory. Those are two different ads. Two totally different. And it's two different sets of expectations. Does Facebook ask you what those expectations are? Mm. And do they care on Monday morning when they didn't meet them?
2: Yeah. But it's so The guys in my
0: office. Yeah. Well, but think of it this way. We're less than a penny a household if you run a quarter-page ad in color.
2: Wow. interesting. Eight, yeah, interesting. eight tenths,
0: eight tenths of a we've, cent. Because and you know, we've talked about this. We say
2: it's so cheap, but under the how many subscribers you got?
0: Uh, twelve thousand.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's relevant.
0: Yeah, it's eight tenths of a cent for that's a quarter insane. page ad in color. Now, you know, if you if we were having this conversation, and you mentioned, uh, you know, um, the the story you opened up, up front, I wouldn't let you advertise what's above it. In the journal, that would be pointless. Yeah, but I would put it. The in. The
2: Airbnbs my, is what you're speaking of. Yeah. yeah,
0: I would put it in my visitors guide that gets mailed all over the Southeastern United States. Yeah, but I would put your your store, the, the clothing store, in the journal. Yeah.
2: yeah. Gosh, nobody's ever hit me up to see if Lofts Over Maine <laughs> see LoftsOverMaine dot com wants <laughs> to even advertise in <laughs> a visitor's guide. <laughs> but we're always we're always kind of uh, we've got a presence already. Because there's always a picture yeah, there. Yeah, there's always... But, talk. That's,
0: but that's the advertising. That's the level of, of service that you get when you're dealing with Brandon yeah. at the station, when you're dealing with Larry and, and our guys at, at the Journal. Mm-hmm. They come back on Monday and, and they said, was this good for you? Yeah. Did, did this work? Do we need to change the approach? Did yeah. this meet your expectations? Yeah, I mean, this
1: conversation has definitely opened my mind to... Not that I was against radio and paper, but... But you know what? You're not going to reach everybody, even though you think you can target, and it's great. You can't target everybody because not everybody's there. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Well, but you also
0: are playing with the algorithm. And we get to see this that's in, our true. Own, in our own reporting. You don't even know what so, they are putting out. You know, if you come to us and you want to geofence or, or, or market or whatever, geotarget or programmatic, when we first load you into the system, you bubble to the top. When, when somebody Googles for a loft, you're at the top. Month two, you're about four notches down. Yeah. Month Three, you're six notches down. Month eight, you're kind of at the bottom. It's kind of like the iPhone. The battery just never it's,
1: seems to last as long as the older obsolescence. It gets. Yeah, it's exactly and, what and I was getting. Yeah. Now
0: we need you to pump a few more dollars in this right. to crawl back up to the top of the thing. That doesn't happen on the radio station. That doesn't happen in the newspaper. Yeah. You get to call me on Monday call. and say,
1: "Hey, good call." Because that is so- why
0: was my ad next to her ad. When we're competitors, and trust me, that happens just about every Monday. Yeah. So, especially between the realtors, I won't name anybody, but if yeah. any of them are listening. That's when you just tell them, say, "Hey, this makes it easy. they'll have to do is pick between the two,
2: <laughs> or buy both. Uh, or yeah, there you go, or, or just buy buy, just buy both pages, and we'll buy cut them all, and you'll yeah. be the only that's only right. one. That's awesome. That's insane. I really think about it's less than a cent per household. That's you're buying
0: the audience you know so many people are caught up in where newspapers are going to be 10 15 years from now and, and we're not
1: don't
0: worry not about even it. that's my problem yeah that, that's not your problem that's, that's my right. problem that's right and I'm the one trying to figure that out and, and so far so far we've done a great job of, of, of remaining relevant uh we're, we're as strong as we've ever been in all of the counties that we're in we've uh even the paper we bought in Wyoming was we we bought it for a song because it was in trouble. Yeah, and uh, we've already this year. It's probably going to be around. the largest profit sure. we've gotten. The so, companies. what kind of
1: deal do we get on a on an ad in the paper?
2: Why
0: do we need an ad in the paper? Well,
1: we want it, we want it, we want you. Can we pay you to write an
2: opinion piece? <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> it doesn't. But
1: oh. <laughs> well, it's an ad. But, no, just but write we'll,
2: it. we'll write Willie, whoever Willie is. I think we'll get into that in a minute. Um, let, me, let me go totally out of the box here real quick okay if radio dies in its current form in its current gotta be clear in because it ain't form. that's yeah. correct not, yeah we're not talking music no I was music in your ears that's right if radio dies in its current form what do we do with FM and AM what will the fr- frequencies be used for what, what's the possibilities there
0: oh it's already happening see the entire FM spectrum is between channel 6 and channel 7 on the old UHF, VHF dial, yeah. whatever it was. All that occurs between channel 6 and 7. All of that bandwidth, the reason they're moving you from 3G to 4G, 4G to 5G, they're, they're trying to make bandwidth room because they, and we anticipate, but they anticipate that all of the data will essentially be wireless, and it's all FM. Oh, sure. Signaling, yeah. yeah, so it's not going to upset anybody at the FCC the more FM bandwidth gets cleared to for, start to for get so, data. so,
2: explain this to me, and, and we keep not to pe- keep picking on WGOG, right? But if they own what, what 96.3 101.7, oh, no, it used to be 96.3, it did for a long time. So, do they own 101.7?
0: They own it. In, 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 in a given geographic territory.
2: Gotcha. Right. So So locally. Oh, well, they don't if, they don't own it in Milwaukee.
0: Right. Gotcha. So if you're ever traveling and, and you're you're in an area where all of a sudden you're catching two radio signals, you're right on the edge of both of those signals. They're beaming into one another. Right. Gotcha. And so you make it GOG and then you may catch the other station, then GOG comes back in. And Understood. Then, so you're right on the edge of that. So it's it's it depends on your licensing. It depends on your wattage. It depends on even population is what you'll get approved for. But uh, it's it's generally a big circle. Now, if you're on a mountain like they are, or like we are up in Wyoming, it's more it looks like a kind of a pizza yeah. pie.
1: Yeah. But, so the one of the things I thought was cool, though, that they've started doing, I don't know if, like, small radio stations can do this, but I know, like, iHeart, which I'm sure is a huge conglomerate. We have listeners on iHeart. We do have listeners on iHeart. Uh, it, but they can, you can basically listen to a station on iHeart, say it's, mm-hmm. you know, WGOG, if they could have that. I don't know if they have that ability or not, but if they did, and then you could listen to them across the whole country because it's not necessarily radio bandwidth. It's more of internet. streaming.
0: It's streaming.
2: Yeah. It's straight streaming. Well, it's, the, it's, the, it's the internet piece.
0: Right. It, it's right. straight streaming. We stream all of our stations. All of our stations have an app, and uh, we haven't put them on uh, iHeartRadio. Now, I may be wrong. So if someone out there is listening, please don't email the guys and say this guy's an idiot. Or do, or email us. Or do, we need
2: emails.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Southcakpod at gmail.com. Thank (laughs) you.
0: But I think iHeartRadio allows radio stations that are not owned by their particular group, because I'm almost positive there are a few stations that I even listen to that are not owned by their parent company. Right. They're are now streaming on their platform, so I'm sure they're paying royalties and in, in, in monthly fees and whatnot to, to do that. But they've opened up. Obviously, they're the I think they're the number one podcast entity in the in the world right now. But they've opened up to other stations yeah. that are not just on their own footprint.
1: I tell you what, they've exploded. Because I mean, like I don't know how many years ago, but five years ago there wasn't such thing as iHeart that I knew of, and now it's like every station's a part of it. Their p- biggest podcast. they're was, taking over Spotify.
2: There was I don't I don't remember the year, but. When I, I was in doing music, iHeart was a thing. It I just might have assumed, been a startup, but now it's like.
1: Well, I just assumed that it was like a huge corporation and then they just made up a name, a public name for that corporation, which I'm assuming that's probably what it is. I right, you're right.
0: Yeah. I would say you're right on that. I, I'd have to go back and look because it's been years since I did, but I, I do believe it was a small, kind of like a Cumulus or, or Cox Media or something like that, regional hub. And they got in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. and they exploded. Sure.
2: Is there a, an, for those that don't know, there's no script at this podcast. Yeah, we're any, weighing any podcast. If, so if, you, if you hadn't figured I that out. I think
0: anybody listening has yeah. figured that yeah. out. So this I'm going to
2: ask a question. And if you say no comment, uh, which is pretty relevant in your industry, then you can just say that. But um, is there an exit strategy for, I'm going to say you're the Edwards group for print and radio, or we can expand it what do you look for in an exit strategy or what are other media companies looking for in an exit strategy for print and radio? How about, how about you flip it? If you could flip that. If you don't want to answer that, you could flip that
1: and say, hey, when you're looking to buy, what are you looking for? Well, that's no. the,
0: Both both, both questions exit are, strategy. I think both questions <laughs> are great questions. As it relates to the Edwards Group, I, I would be honest and tell you, there, there's no edge, exit strategy. Um. I don't want to reveal too much, but I yeah, mean, we're, no we're, we're, we're a very healthy company. We're a completely debt-free company. Yep. You're looking to grow. We're an extraordinarily profitable company. Uh, I, I like to brag that we're, we're, we're very well run. We've got a great team of, of publishers and directors in all of our locations. There's no retreat.
2: Yeah. Um, are you looking to expand? Yes. Okay, so are other companies looking at exit strategies?
0: I'm sure there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're in one of those positions where it's and everything's relative, right? It's relative to, mm-hmm. you know, if Gannett had an exit strategy, my God, they'd pull the ripcord tomorrow. I'm, I'm speculating; somebody might might know their actual number, but I think their debt payments fifteen million dollars a month. It's it's yeah, craziness, it's bone crushing. You know, they're they're selling I real speak. estate. They're, they're selling real estate to remain in the black so they can make payroll, right? Just three weeks ago, they cut 200 journalists across the country. That's never going to save you into a profit. They're yeah. in a bad situation. So, their debt strategy would be different than a small operator like the, the guys we went and saw a few states yeah, over. Yeah. His, yeah. his exit strategy, he's 70 years old, just wants to retire. It's time, yeah. it's time to retire. Yeah, so,
2: That's uh, what I call the machine shop exit strategy. Yeah, 90, yeah. 90% of the machine shops you see going out of business, their boy the, doesn't the, want to take the it. The owner on. is just done. They're just. And the kids don't want to want anything to do with the machine shop because they're not interested yeah probably the same that thing that you we'll see in that your way. industry
1: yeah
2: Quite that's a bit. crazy right on so what you guys look for if you guys are gonna do
1: like a, an acquisition is it like pure subscriber base is it potential
0: what is what's your main there's there's really two caveats uh, and <clears throat> excuse me if which was the recently the case if the property is adjacent to one that we already own, so it's a competitor, right? Then it gets a little bit more of a look, right? So we, we don't want another good operator to come into town and buy something because we were lazy, and then break it off. Yeah, you know, in in, in us, so that one gets a really hard look. In uh, which was the case in Wyoming when we bought the the newspaper operation up there. Outside of that, we are different. We're very, very different. What you'll generally see and in, in what gets these guys into so much trouble, they go from town to town to town and they see these newspapers. I think I can share this. The, the Edwards family at one time, they owned half the state of Iowa. I don't know what the number was, 30, 35 newspapers at one time. A large company came in and paid 14 times the cash flow. 14, wow. 15 times. Take the check and, and, and leave. Yeah. But that you don't see that duplicate. number anymore.
2: I can promise you, you're not seeing 14 times cash flow for a paper today. But
0: they, but they did that, and they. Well, there. what did Bezos pay? He paid five. I mean,
1: five
2: times cash flow. He was it?
1: Five. Was that what it was? Five times? Not, not okay. 14. Yeah, you're right. He,
0: he paid a full five, but. but that's
2: drug money. What I mean, for, thats way different.
0: <laughs> it, it's going to sound terrible, but we look for a troubled property. Yeah. That the market has potential. But the the property itself's not being well run, right? It doesn't have resources. That's what we look it's, for, it's starved, mm-hmm. and what it needs is resources from a, a corporate outfit that has an accountant, has a CFO, Experience. has a COO. Yeah. Has, oh, it's Wahala Main Street.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's exactly. what we look for. Yeah. So, and that's what I was talking about when I said potential or subscriber base. Like,
0: so if it's completely fixed, if it's running as good as it can. And it's running at 12%, 13 15% margins. And that's something else that blows people's mind. I know it, it blew Jared's mind when yeah. he said, what kind of margins can you run? I said, well, 15 to 20%. And, and yeah, really. you know, there's a long pause. and He thought I was kidding. You made sure you heard it right. Yeah, yeah. so if it's running at 15%, 20%, and that's the best it can do, I don't necessarily want it for our company because yeah. we're going to have to pay top dollar for it. And then the only place for it to go from there is cut kind of down. So yep. I want to buy something that's struggling. That we can pick up for cash
1: that you know and,
2: you can grow.
0: That we can fix yeah. the problems that it has and and grow it into a good. Product. It's just like
2: real estate. I mean it. Well, it's business one hundred and one. Yeah, is but, what it is. You
1: know, the thing is, though, technically it is a form of real estate because attention. You know, there's an attention grab. There's a real estate grab. There's it is kind of its own. Once you, I'm not gonna say own those eyeballs or those mm-hmm. ears, but once you have them. It is valuable to a lot of people, yeah. right? It is a real
2: estate play. I looked kind of. at a I looked at a media company, right? Consulted how to help me out, and and what intrigued me was how many offices this company had, and I was looking more at the real estate and the locations of each building than I was the subscriber base of whatever the media company yeah. was at that you time. You going to keep the billions and sell the business? It was it was a real estate play, for yeah. sure. I knew that's how you think. For sure, but I needed somebody that was in the media world to kind of say, well, I think they're doing this or this. But, or, uh, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting. Learned a lot. Cool. This has been good. How we, we need to know. We got to know. <laughs> are we going to find out who Willie is? Tell us who Willie is.
1: Really? Really? I had no idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just whispered it. Yeah. What? Not what I expected. It's not who I would have thought. Hal, what's the name of your boat? I do want to name it Not Willie. I really do. Spelled K-N-O-T.
0: K-N-O-T. That's right.
2: Not Willie. That's awesome. Listen, we appreciate your time, Mr. Hal Welch, and representing the Edwards Group, and locally known as here in Wahala, the Seneca Journal. Yeah. How can they reach out to you?
0: You got, like, social media... I don't really do a lot of social media, yeah. but um, my, my email. But the journal, is,
2: the journal does.
0: The journal does. Uh, I don't pay attention to it, quite honestly. Seneca I Journal?
2: Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's Upstate... It's
0: UpstateToday.com.
2: UpstateToday.com.
0: We are online on Facebook as the journal, and, and uh, but I don't pay attention to it a lot I've yeah. that to stay out of that world. I got you. There was one more question that I
2: had. Hmm. Would you like to advertise on our podcast...
1: Oh, or what's our special rate?
2: Well, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> say that because podcasts last forever. Somebody um. be like, "Well, you gave that rate years ago." I'm talking about in the paper. How do we? Oh. We're one per one cent per household. Yeah. Yeah, there you
0: go. Yeah, when, when, one of the things he told me he said, hey listen, when you come on the podcast, I'm not I won't put you on the spot and none of that. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> I, I won't you. do any of that. Yeah. But,
2: Who's willing uh, Will yeah, you advertise <laughs> <laughs> how much money you make? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, listen, we appreciate the time. Uh, as always, you can find uh, upstatetoday.com. That's it. And uh, you can subscribe and get your local news here. Through them, we always say, support local. Support local. All right, guys, it's been a great podcast. Thanks, listeners, and you can reach out to us at southcakpod at gmail dot com. All right, y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend.